And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, I saw when I was pulling in, if I'm not mistaken, I saw you floating in on a balloon. Now, now is that um, is yeah, that not, where? It, I mean, we're not we're. It's not like a hot air balloon. Right. It's just for, we're just checking weather, meteorology. Yeah. That's what it is. It's and an unidentified it's object. And, <laughs> and you know, the reality is people are listening going, oh, no, here we go. It, yeah, we're going to spend a lot of time today probably talking about this, at least a segment. Sure. Um, I mean, wouldn't we be doing our listeners a disservice? Yeah, I think we 100% would be. It? Because we're at a point now. So the last show, I believe it was the last show, we talked about your mother-in-law shot one down in South Carolina. She did not shoot it down. She was so there. She, she was on the plane. <laughs> uh, I think so. So we talked about the one in South Carolina. Then we were told that particular balloon was from China and that it had floated all the way across the floated. I don't know how it did its sure. thing. Went all the way across the country, was first spotted in Montana. That's ultimately what made the... The government officials let the American people know, yeah, okay, sure, there's a this giant balloon thing traversing the country at 60,000 feet. Which should be noted on that particular object, um, I did not really understand how ginormous it's that big. thing was. Well, it, to be seen from 60,000 feet, you would think it has yeah. to be pretty big. I mean, I, in my mind, because even I was like, now, what, did they really need to have a missile to <laughs> right. shoot the thing down? Right. But Apparently when you so. realize, like, the actual, um, you know, like, the, the part that was below the balloon itself yeah, yeah. was, like, the size of, like, three school buses. Yeah. So it's big. Yeah. It's big. big. It's an interesting way to, to transport school buses around the country, but, but that's so, – so we had that one. And then it was like, you know, the president said, I told him to shoot it down immediately. Uh, and they were like, well, let's let it get around the rest of the country. Let's, 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 get let's, some more let's let them get as much information as they want. And then – so we finally shoot it down to South Carolina, and then it was you – know, you had conservatives saying this would have never happened – under you know a Trump administration, then you had the the current administration saying actually these things have happened before, but we didn't you know we just didn't tell anybody. I'm like I don't know who to believe and what to believe. Well then, then it was like we were we we've now flipped the switch where hey we're just going to shoot anything down <laughs> that we Any, see anything that is in the air. So so this past week on I believe it was Friday we shot one down over Alaska. Of, of an object, yes, uh, uh, unidentified object, a UFO. Yes. Okay, so we shot that down over Alaska. It landed on some frozen uh, water. Okay. Okay, so ice. Traditionally called ice. Yeah, so, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and which makes for recovery much simpler, I guess. Right. And then there was on Saturday, this past Saturday, there was one in Canada right over the border. And so... Uh, you know, wouldn't you know, Canada needs us to take care of it because they don't believe in guns and stuff. And so uh, so Trudeau said, well, I called for the shooting it down. I mean, yeah, but America did it. So yeah. uh, so we we shot that one down over Canada. Well, then on Sunday, I text you after church and I was like, they've now closed off some airspace over Lake Huron, one of the Great Lakes in Michigan, and ends up we shot something down. Over that on Sunday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're just—you got to think these pilots at this point are like, finally, 
finally, let us do our work. Let us get after it. And so, so then we shoot one down over Lake Huron and they, or Yukon or what was it? I think it was Huron. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. I don't know. And, and they, uh, they said that one was around 20,000 feet shaped like an octagon. You know, here's the interesting thing. We got, we, we're at a place now and I joked because I thought, you know, if, if I'm writing the script for all this, the perfect thing would have been for the aliens to come in at halftime of the Super Bowl while the whole world is watching. Well, and also there would be a possibility based on, you know, certain years' performances at halftime. Sure. They could possibly just come in and no one would We really would know. never know. They'd be like, is that know. part of the show? Yeah, yeah. For that, is absolutely. Is that the lead act? I think the I think I think the aliens actually showed up at the Grammys. I don't know if you've seen that, but I think that's where they showed up. But but so all that occurred, and and then I I saw an interview where this is how silly everything is. Someone I guess a reporter actually asked, you know, is this aliens? And the government official said, I cannot confirm or deny. Stop it! Wow. Yeah, you can, I think. I wow. mean, I think we can confirm. It's not. But I had this moment at How home. I'd love for them to do that. I wish they would. Yeah. I had this moment at home the other night. We were, it was, we were about to go to bed. I'm, you know, going through, uh, looking at the news, at, you know, which makes you sleep well. Yeah, I was going to say that. And, uh, and I just looked at Aaron and I said... Oh man, we we shot another one down. I don't know if it's aliens or what it is. We shot, and she just looked at me, and she was like, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Oh well, I mean, you know, like Friday we shot something down over Alaska, and Saturday over Canada. And, she doesn't follow the news. And Sunday closely. over Lake Carolina. And, she, and I said, and then the South Carolina one. She went, "Why are you telling me this right before bed?" And I was like, "Well, I just thought you like had heard about it." No, I haven't. And now I'm a little concerned. I was like, oh, boy. So uh, so I haven't talked to it. That's why I text you on Sunday because I was like, I can't talk to Erin about it. You know, she so, doesn't want to hear about yeah, octagon so, so, floating so, things. So sometime this week we're talking about it. And here yeah. we are. Here yeah, we are. so crazy times, man. Yeah. I don't know. And, and And the question is, will we get any information? I saw where Congressman Burchett, somebody had tweeted something, and he just tweeted back the – the reality is, and he put in quotes, we know, but we aren't telling. Like, well, that's not really helpful either. No, so, no. It's just crazy. It's crazy. The one that they shot down over South Carolina, turns out, they said, <laughs> was actually made in America. Was it really? Had English writing on it. Are you serious? So I guess that, I mean, it makes sense. If, if something yeah. of ours was shot down somewhere else, it was probably made in China. And then vice yeah. versa, maybe. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, it is a wild, wild world. And, and of course, you know, one gentleman that we often refer to, um, not as uh, to, in an... Uh, no, we don't idolize him, obviously. We certainly don't worship him. We're just intrigued by Elon Musk at times. Um, yes. And because uh, it, it, he's just so out of the he's box an interesting in so many dude. different yeah. ways. And basically, you know, the past week, his whole rant is like truly nothing can be trusted from mainstream media. Yeah. Like like nothing. I mean, that's in short what he's just continued to be. He's continuing to beat that drum. And even unrelated <laughs> to all of this stuff. I yeah. mean, really, in fact, like it's actually been more in context of other things that have been going on. And so 
I think maybe our own gut kind of has us, uh, or our, maybe our own sensibilities, uh, has us cautious. And then you have someone else like that who has a whole bunch of access to a whole bunch of data. Well, not just data, think, but he's seen behind the curtain of, on a lot of Twitter things. and all that stuff. Correct. And, and, you, and he's like, don't believe everything you hear. And you're like, man, I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to function. Man. It is, it is a, well, and the problem is when, when questions aren't answered or when they're answered in a way where you're saying, well, I can't confirm or deny or, or I saw one, one article from CNN that was like some of the pilots said that it scrambled their like radars. Right. But others said it didn't. I'm like, well, well, I don't know if you should report. That doesn't help anything right. because certain folks are going to take the part where you said it scrambled it and go, what's happening? And then they're going to say, well, and they're making the other guys or, or you know, the ones that say they didn't. Yeah. You know, they've they've succumbed to some pressure. Yeah. And are being yep. quieted for whatever reasons. And you think, oh, my gosh, it just immediately. It, it, it feeds and fosters this kind of conspiracy. Well, and, and it's you know thought, be, and because we have access to so much, that yeah, we're gonna we're gonna chase these rabbit. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna chase them, and we're gonna figure out on our own accord, right or wrong. I even saw a guy post that normally uh, kind of goes a little crazy on some things. But even he's like, he's like, people are sending me videos and wanting me to post them. They're not real. Please be careful what you read and look at in this moment with yeah. what's going on, because we're not getting a lot of good information and we don't know. And, and people are going to uh, use this to stir up fear, to stir up anxiety, to to create nonsense, uh, to push a, you know a narrative one way or the other. To me. You know, and rightly or wrongly, it's just comical at the, for me. And and that's not – it shouldn't be. Right. But because we're using military folks to shoot things down. Right. But at this point, like, I, it is – it's interesting to me. We go from – we had to really wrestle with shooting down the thing over <laughs> South Carolina to literally if it's in the sky and we don't know what it is, it's we're going to shoot down. that thing down. It's coming down. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a weird balance. Uh, I, I was thinking about this a couple of days ago because I was actually talking to someone um, who who sits in a role of leadership, and they were just processing kind of a, a challenging situation. And, and 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 you know, one of the things that kind of came up was that that so many times people feel like they are owed every yeah. bit of the story. You know, like like every in, in in terms of, you know, in this particular case, it was a leadership issue, and and really like just, just couldn't get into. I mean, for, for like the protection of people and and just like the confidentiality yeah. of certain issues, like like the right decision was for the decision to be made internally and not to just be pushed to to, to you know to the nth degree. Yeah. And sometimes that exists, but then there's also this full side of like, I mean, aren't you like elected officials that, yeah. that represent us and shouldn't you be, uh, you know, as transparent as possible? And so you feel that and then you throw in the tension of like, well, but then again, like lives are at stake. I mean, yeah. we have military, sure. you know, actions and procedures that are going on. And, and, and if we're too transparent with it or if they're playing a long game trying to, you know, yeah. if there is a threat from any force, whether it be China or anything else, like we, we don't want to kind of show our cards. 
it is a tough one. I, I don't really envy those folks that are in that role of leadership or those that are handling the communication. But boy, I do know from my perspective, simply it's just a simply it's just a curious individual. I'm like, I sure wish I knew more. Well, and, and the well, the hard part too is if this has happened before, as some have said in past administrations. Why are I just I just find it very difficult to believe that all of a sudden we see it as such a big issue that we're going to shoot things down. Right. And so are all these connected? You you got to think they are. It, it would be very odd that the one over South Carolina, the one over Alaska, the one over Canada, the one at Lake Huron are not connected. Like right. that would just be such a giant coincidence that yeah. it's like, okay, folks, like this can't be. It yeah, has to had, be. I think you had a four. You had a four. You had four objects over eight days. Yeah, I mean, it, so so you can't. They have to be connected, and 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 so it, it is interesting to me <laughs> that we are we're all of a sudden we're like closing down airspace, and I mean, I saw something over the weekend. They were like, is is the president trying to break the record for closing down airspace in in the most airspace in the less amount, least amount of days possible? I mean, and I don't. Again, it's it's a difficult scenario. He's got to make these decisions, and and the people in the administration has got to make these decisions. And no matter what they decide, it's not going to be right. No matter how much information they give, somebody's not going to be happy with it. So it's an impossible situation. Well, it's scary to me. I, I think the thing that, that you know, when you think about even nine eleven, yeah. The thing that that became scary was it felt like the war came to us. You know, in in most cases historically, where we have dealt with right. international forces, yeah. it has been we send troops somewhere we sent, else. We've sent troops somewhere else, and so what was so scary about nine eleven? Obviously, grievous and sure. terrible and and evil. One of the things that that even those that weren't directed, quote unquote, I mean, impacted, quote unquote, directly was it felt like a certain war had kind of yeah. come to our land. And then for 20 plus years, we've done everything it's taken to kind of secure what we thought was yeah. airspace. And now and we now wonder, we're, is it really as secure as we thought? Well, now we're scrambling fighter jets in America to shoot things down over America. That is, that's another level of Yeah, so you craziness. either think at, at minimum it does, or, or at least one percent you think it's not as secure, or two, you just think we're... We're under more attack. And and here's the thing to to here's a poll. Would you rather it be China or aliens? Mm. I've got an answer when we come back. All right, we'll be back. As we continue the conversation, I asked the question as we ended the first segment, Jason, and you have you have an answer for it. Aliens. Okay. So the question is, would you rather it be with all this that's going on, would you rather, and I don't believe in aliens, but, either, but let's just say hypothetically, would you rather it be China gearing up for something, you know, I don't, whatever, or like aliens, like here's, an extra, direct, like, like the actual, we don't know who they are. Here's actually my answer. I don't know if you are a Scooby-Doo fan like the original Scooby Doo fan, uh, yeah. like like I mean, yeah, they, yeah they've yeah. oh very good. They yeah, put like uh, they put a couple of new iterations out. One in particular recently that was, yeah. and it was a whoa. Yeah, don't whoa, watch yeah, that. You don't want to watch that. It was like literally supposed to be kind of an adult version. Yeah, they're like, pushing oh, some narrative real, real bad there. Yep. 
But the original Scooby-Doo, <clears throat> you know, you always had the bad guy. Yep, yep. Who is actually oh, yeah. somebody else. Yeah, right. That's good. And so what if... It's not really a monster. They yeah. pull his head. So what yeah. if it was... They, we, they, what if it was the Chinese oh, making us like thinking aliens. it was aliens? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh, wait. I mean, now, again, we're well, talking about national... We're not talking, we're not talking about national security. <laughs> you, clearly, you and I are being a bit playful for yeah. it, playful with it. I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't know. I either. simply don't know the I don't answer. either. Well, and you know, I don't even know how to feel about it. I don't either. That's probably why I'm joking about it. Yeah. If I'm honest, if you ever wonder how does how does Andrew feel about this thing, if I make jokes about it, you can probably know there's probably some deep anxiety. Yeah, sure. <laughs> with, the way, both, with the way I handle it, both you and I have so, that, uh, that uh, default. Mechanism. Yeah. The, the deeper and darker the jokes about it, the deeper and darker my anxiety <laughs> is with the issue. So if you can, if I'm just playfully joking, you're like, eh, he's not really concerned. But if I go into dark humor, right. you can probably go, wow, he, if we read between the lines, he's probably really nervous. Yeah. So there you go. That's how, that is how you judge my, my commentary on things. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm at. At least our listeners know now. Yeah. So, um, we're not going to get into the Vols because oh, uh, it's just it's no. just uh, it just tough, it's hard tough week. it's hard tough to, week last week it's just hard to you know it's just hard to feel about it we don't even know how to feel about it yeah. we're not going to get into it today man did we um, did we uh, we were clearly just on the on the just on the precipice if you will of the story that was happening with the earthquake and everything. Oh my gosh. Man, I think I even mentioned a number yeah. of deaths and man, that thing <laughs> it's, just continued it's one to grow of the worst and grow and grow. And ever grow. Happened. Yeah, man, terrible. absolutely. So tragic. And here we are still days later and they're still, you know, finding reports or, or, yeah. you know, putting out reports of, of, of some that are, that are being saved, which is amazing. Yeah. You know, after um, almost a week now, uh, like how in the world do you, do you survive that? Um, yeah, just just man, a so hard. just a very very sad thing that's happening there. But also, have you seen? This hasn't been talked about much in the kind of the mainstream. I even I hesitate to use that term, but in the in the kind of the mainstream news. But there was a a train derailment in Ohio. Have you seen that? No. How did I miss so, it? So, well, I know how you missed it because <laughs> not many people were talking about it. But there was a train derailment in Ohio of. And it was carrying chemicals and and uh, and and bad like a lot of bad stuff. Well, then apparently local authorities, I don't know who like recommended this. They evacuated the the area, but then they like blew up. The, and I'm not real sure why. I, I haven't read. I, I've tried to figure out exactly what's going on and trying to figure out what like is actual truth versus yeah conspiracy is very difficult. But some report, like they're saying that that um, in some areas animals ha- have died already because of what's been put off into the oh, wow. into the atmosphere, and uh, r- reporters have been arrested at the like trying to report on this, and uh, it's just an interesting thing to to watch and to see if it garners any more attention. But from what I can gather, some some administrations, both Republican and Democrat, were lobbied to kind of weaken some restrictions on this particular uh, company and their rails and the brakes and all this oh, stuff. Man. And, and uh, it doesn't look good. It's a, you know, it's a, and it's going to affect the people that live in that area for, for a long time to come. So you see things like that. And again, I think it just sows this distrust 
I think everything we're seeing right now, there's just this open distrust of what's happening. No doubt. And I don't know, outside of banning social media, and I'm not calling, now I do think we should ban TikTok. And I think that should be the beginning. And then we need to look at some of these others. And your reason for banning TikTok is China-owned company. I mean, it was designed specifically. That's why when people are like, oh, China's got a balloon over his spine on his, like, and they're like, they wouldn't do that. You're like, no, like they literally created an app. That, that is purpose. why they, they created that. And the, and the data that they're drawing from that. And the, I read something the other day. The algorithm on TikTok is like none other. Like, like on Facebook, YouTube, and some of these others, it just, you create a profile, you pick your interests, and then it slowly starts to learn you. TikTok, you don't even have to create a profile. As soon as you go there, if you watch this, okay, we're turning it out. Yep. We're, we're learning you on the fly immediately, and, uh, and they're gathering information about you. And if so, I was on TikTok, they would just be sending information <laughs> to China like, and this guy loves brownies. Yeah. Like, man, and, this yeah. guy, wow, this guy really likes Vols, the Vols, and he really likes yeah. chips. That's man, what, that's like, man he really is interested in homesteading. <laughs> He's really interested in chicken coops. And pigs, <laughs> that's what they, they're like, that would, that yeah, would I family is a weird. I don't know weird... how they would weaponize yeah. their knowledge of, of my interest in sugar, yeah, uh, yeah. but, but I trust it could but, happen. But I, I do think outside of that, outside of banning social media and kind of taking us back to a place where we don't have unlimited, unfiltered access to, to everybody's opinion all the time. I don't know how we get back to a place of yeah. trust in these institutions. I just don't. Because now we even have politicians that are seeking to sow distrust in institutions right. on both sides of the aisle. And so when you when you live in an environment where your political leaders who ran for office, who were elected, who are working in the system, get on the camera and say, this system is corrupt, well, I don't know what else to do. Right. Because you're telling me that you went through the process to be in the system, you're having meetings, you're, you're meeting with all these people, but yet you're telling me the system is corrupt. So, and there's no answer, and there's no fixing. Well, I don't, what do you want me to do? Right. Except be at home and fret and worry, and, and because you're, like, it, it's not as if elect me and we'll go take care of things. It's elect me, wow, this is worse than I thought. Right. But keep electing me. Yeah. Please. And keep sending me here. But this is terrible. There's no coming back from it. Like, so I don't know, outside of getting rid of the access to all opinions, all, and people are going to go, he's against freedom of speech. No, I'm just saying that we are at a place where I don't know how we come back right. to a place of trust. Well, I think our, our fallen nature also is drawn to, um, to the, the story of, of corruption. We're drawn to the story of wickedness, all, all of these things. And so... While there may be a hundred, you know, if you've got a hundred politicians or a hundred business leaders or, you know, CEOs and, and two of them are corrupt, we're drawn to the story of the two that are corrupt. We're, we're, that's just the, the things of our flesh. And so naturally that's what gets clicks. That's what gets storylines. And, and, you know, I mean, you, you look at for every, you know, for every, uh, crooked salesman, there's, Hundreds upon hundreds of wonderful, right. like like good, honest, 
you know, high character salespeople. Uh, and, and yet sometimes we're like, oh, you know, they're always trying to, you know, they're always trying to pull something over on you. And you're like, man, it, but, but unfortunately what happens is when you see these things or when these things happen, one, we often actually use social media as our sure. way to, 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 to a vengeance. Yep. And so it elevates the story all the more. Or, or we use it as our, our mechanism for releasing the stress or the, the anxiety that's been drawn from that situation. And so it elevates it more. And so now what we do is we see these stories that are constantly at the forefront. Yeah. And it's all about things that are, have been deceitful and all things that have been uh, immoral. And so then when we look at anything, I mean, truly anything, there's this, in a, in, there's this thing in us that thinks, I don't know if I can trust them. Yeah. I don't know if I can trust that. And you're right. I, I'm not sure exactly how well, you come back. From well, and, and the, the sad part is, and we'll talk about this on the other side, is the it's not just the institutions. I, I, there's no. there's now, like I I find myself saying, I don't trust anybody or believe anything. Right. Until I see it with my own eyes. Yeah. And that's not healthy. No. In, in you know living amongst folks. We'll be back. So as we continue, we were talking about distrust, and you know it's interesting because it's not just it's not just the institutions creating distrust. It's not just elected officials creating distrust. The Washington Post the other day wrote an article saying uh, objectivity is a thing of the past, and, and reporters from here on out need to stop with trying to be a, a, objective. And, and I'm going, well, hold on, that that is supposed to be journalism. Now we've we've entered a world where political punditry. Has become the norm, and right. so which I use those two yeah, things. which I do appreciate knowing where someone stands because you know if growing up it would be like a Hannity, well you know where he stands or right. a Rush Limbaugh, like right. they're not claiming to be objective, they're pushing a, a, a an agenda and a narrative. Of course they are, just like uh, people on the left do the same thing with with uh, you know obviously I'm drawing blanks on who they are because I don't listen to them, but. But you know a lot of a lot of folks on CNN like they kind of lean left, and so sure. they're going to run with that narrative. But if we get to a place where there are no objective journalists, then we're all going to kind of operate in our silos and just hear what we want to hear. Right. Uh, but but not not just that. We're now at a place even with with because I think of social media, you hear things and see things, or, or what, where this really happens is when. Something occurs in our country that's a tragedy, okay, or or like the pandemic, and then you see people post things like, last night I was talking to my four-year-old, and my four-year-old said, if we don't get a handle on police police brutality, I don't know what we're going to do as a nation, and I, I, I fear for the future of my country, and I read that and go, your four-year-old didn't say that. No. And if your four-year-old said that, you need to stop talking to your four-year-old about these things. And you, and but you but your four-year-old didn't say that. You need to consider what voices you're putting yeah. your four-year-old in And front so of. it's yeah. things like that where I read that and I go, okay, I don't believe anything anybody says. That's nonsense. Like, um, and, and so we, we're at a, a weird place where and, – and, and that's a scary place to be no, where, no. where you just – operate in a posture of I don't trust anyone right or believe anyone about anything and and, and I why do you think that's dangerous I think it's dangerous because we now obviously I believe in depravity and 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 and, and that folks 
we operate in a we're in a post Genesis three world and sure. everything's broken. So I don't blindly trust everybody. But I think if we operate in that mindset, we're going to be defensive immediately when we meet somebody. And I just don't think that's a healthy. Yeah. I don't think being on defense with everybody around you or when you first meet people is not necessarily helpful. Now, I don't also don't think you need to overshare and tell them everything. Right. But but I, I've even found this in my family where because of some conversations I have with people of like mind. So I, I've kind of in some areas have seen behind the curtain that some of my family members haven't seen. But then my family members who are of like mind with me will send me something and, and it's from some random person on YouTube that they do not know. They have no credibility. They know they have nothing, no leg to stand on on anything. And my family take them. They trust them fully. Right. And I'm going, but you're questioning like I legitimately had a conversation with that right. elected official. Right. Like I know them personally. I can, but but you're I can trusting call them right now. But you're trusting this random person you don't know anything right. about. And and it's an interest well because they're on YouTube, they and they have a following what or whatever. What do you think about is, you know, for me, where do you think that what is the biblical uh, I don't want to say mandate, but you know, what is the biblical perspective here? In terms of believing the best in people, you know, like I, I think there is this balance that, yeah, we, we recognize depravity. I, I talk sure. about it all the time, yeah, yeah. The, the fallen world we live in, <clears throat> but let's not dismiss the fact that we're also image bearers. Yeah. And, and so the, the fallenness of this world does not negate that we are image bearers. And so there are these things that are in us that, that are intended to, to glorify the father, you yeah. know? And, um, and so you like, like you want to see those things. You want, you want to believe those things. You, you, you want, you want to hope that the, that is like what, what's coming through in people. And certainly those that are Christ followers. I mean, you want to be like, man, like I, I believe that you've been sanctified, you're yeah. growing, you know? And, and so you want that, but what's, what's your perspective on, on kind of what is the biblical uh, you know, posture that we take. Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways you could look at the Good Samaritan story and and how they just assumed the worst of the guy needing help, or yeah. you know, because of who he was or or his background. I think in times we we we've had our our vision kind of muddied because we like we saw a post from someone or yeah. we think they or we saw a bumper. I got behind somebody the other day. Uh, they had a mask on in their car. They had stickers on the back of their car about Bernie and all these things. And I was like, I know everything I need to know about this person. And I ran him off the road. And so. <laughs> That's not true. Um, that is not true. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I could have because my van's so much bigger than their Prius. But, right. but I, but, but I, you know, it's things like that where, where I immediately, I don't know that person. Right. I don't know anything about that person. And I immediately didn't like them. Right. For like, all, for like all immediately did not <laughs> like them fully. Like, yeah. Like there wasn't a part of me going, giving them the benefit of the doubt. I was fully going, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be friends with this person. Yeah. And, and that's not, that's not, and oh, they probably yeah, would have saw my stickers and heard my van and been like, that dude is an is, idiot, is a moron. He, yeah. you know, he, he's some kind of redneck that doesn't, doesn't know how that, that socialism could be the answer to everything, you know, yeah. all these things. And so, so I, I do think we have to get to a place where, uh, 
in some cases, we do need to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think in times of crisis, so if, if that person would have had a wreck, I would have gotten out and helped them, yeah. regardless of right, where sure. they stood. Uh, now, they probably would have asked me to put a mask on or something, and I probably wouldn't have. Then that would have created a, a you know a dialogue that would have been interesting. <laughs> but but I, I think I think as we have these conversations and and think about how we live among people that are of like mind and are not of like right. mind, are we truly being motivated by what the gospel says and do people bear the image of God? Now that doesn't mean that we water down all that stuff. No. It means we're we're who we are and we're bold in who we are in, in Christ. But but there's some folks that take that to the other extreme where it's a badge of honor if people hate me. Yeah. And I saw a post the other day and it was like if you are a uh if you are preaching the word of God and in doing good work, but the culture hates you, you're doing something wrong. And I was like, Well, that's not accurate mm. jesus wasn't loved by no, the he, culture he was crucified but then you have other people reading that and going that's why i go and i make it a point to have everybody hate me that's correct that, and, it, it and so their both goal. of those are wrong it becomes their goal to to be hated. yeah and both of those are wrong right right and, and so, i think there's a piece to me you know just think about the gospel lens you know we when we think about you know information that's put before us, and you 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 know we we are kind of talking about it in a more personal nature, but just any time information's put before you, whether you know that person or whether you don't, I think that's this piece of like the the Christian faith is intended to be one of spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. We often want to just choose one, <laughs> you know, we're like, hey, I'm just going to kind of go with my gut, and you're like, well, that's right. one yeah. that's not really spirit, you yeah. know, like. But 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 also like just be reminded that the, the the spirit is never going to affirm something that is contradictory to the word of God mm-hmm. ever, and, and so uh, if someone ever says God told me this but it doesn't line up with the word of God, yep. it doesn't line up with the Bible. God didn't tell you that. God didn't tell them that. Yep. And, and so there's this piece of okay. So many of us we like all right. Then I just am going to make this a purely academic. It's almost like this theological exercise. Like mm-hmm. everything I, I, I do has to be filtered through the word. But then you're like okay, but how how do I filter? Like do I trust this person or not through the right. word? And that gets complicated. And so then that's to me where God gives us the spirit and He gives us discernment and He gives us you know this like uh, our ability to abide in Him. Is it is an important piece. I'm not saying you're going to get it perfect, but God, like we guys, we we can't like just navigate this life on our own, completely apart from His truth and apart from His Spirit, and expect ourselves to be able to discern in the midst of all of right. this craziness very effectively. We did, we're just not going to happen. Well, what ha- I saw a pastor over the weekend. Uh, he posted a clip. He's a pastor out of Washington. And he said, "You're either going to." see the culture through a biblical lens or look at the Bible from a cultural lens. One of those is accurate. One of those is, is the wrong way of doing things. And so we have to operate in a biblical framework and not in a, well, I just don't trust anybody because I've been harmed. And, right. and But in a biblical framework of this is who I am in Christ. I'm living among image bearers. Some of them are lost. 
So, and I'm, I am warning them to operate in a biblical framework, but they don't have a biblical framework because they are apart from Christ. Mm-hmm. And that minds, that's difficult because then we get to a place of we turn into, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh, get off my lawn type people. Yeah. I mean, I, I was talking to the kids the other day. I said something about, <laughs> tells you what we talk about at home. I said something about socialism and I don't even remember what the context was. <laughs> my little girl went. Well, I know you're against that because you are you're definitely antisocial. And I was like <laughs> And Aaron, like, whoa, whoa. Aaron thought it was so funny. Oh, I think it's funny. And uh, I was like, well, that's not what socialism is. It's not about being social. She's like, yeah, but daddy, you but don't But you like are anybody. definitely antisocial. Like, whoa, whoa, this is not an opportunity for you to talk bad about me. <laughs> but I thought it was so funny in her in her, you know, 10-year-old mind. That's what That's you know, great. Uh, so I, think, and I actually think, you know, I mean, if we want to really Man, we can talk more about this when we get back from the break, but you really think about, is there any connection back to our nation's forefathers? Mm-hmm. Even just the very premise of that we are innocent until proven guilty. Mm. Does that connect? I don't know. We'll talk more when we come back. Well, when it comes to shooting objects out of the sky, I mean, I think it's safe to say we are, in fact, the champions. I'd like to think we're the champions. Yeah, I mean, no one's one's shot more things out of the sky in in eight days than we have. So we usually take our last segment and are a little bit more lighthearted. We're going to do that. We are going to do that. But just quickly before the break, I just said... You know, this idea we were talking about, you know, what is our, our responsibility as believers when we have all the stuff that's kind of put yeah. in front of us? And I just wondered, kind of back to uh, even our, our forefathers, of just kind of the idea of us being innocent until proven guilty. It may not be the world's worst approach, just even how we look at information. Now, I would just say, though, common sense. And also, like, just some really, like, yeah. quick and easy, like, research can can often identify things to be untrue. We're not yeah. talking about necessarily sure, sure. guilty or not guilty. We're talking about true and untrue. Like, like yeah, like, believe the best in people and, 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 you know, don't always have this, like, everyone's lying to me mentality. But also, like, do a little bit of homework and, and, and when you can clearly see, hey, there's not something there, yeah. then that means the next time that person puts something in front of you or the next time that news outlet puts something in front of you, maybe you have an air of caution there. Yeah, well, and I even saw, you know, after Rihanna performed at halftime, because I'm watching that and I was going, I literally said out loud to the people at my house, I was like, is it okay to ask if she's pregnant? Is that okay? And one, one guy was like, uh, one guy that was at the house said, uh, after all that you're seeing on the screen right now, you're asking if it's okay to ask if she's pregnant. I think it's okay. All right, so the Super Bowl happened <laughs> yeah. uh, this past Sunday. Uh, I was hoping for the Eagles to win, but I didn't really. Yeah, I wasn't. Fight. Yeah. Uh, so. Gavin was cheering for the Chiefs, so, okay, so he was good happy. For, good for Gavin. Um what were your thoughts on any commercials? Were there any commercials that you're like, man, like that was worth $7 million for 30 seconds? I will say none of them this year really jumped out at me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. None of I, the flag football one with the, with the, uh, 
the young, the young. I don't know who. Yeah. Apparently, flag football is a thing, and so that was a pretty cool commercial. Yep. Um, when she got home, and her mom even tried to get the flag, and she had to yep. start running for her mom. I thought that was that was well done. I enjoyed the Ben Affleck. Dungeon that was Donuts a commercial. good one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then J Lo drives yeah, through that was and good. asks for a glaze. Yeah, and basically says, "Is this where you've been?" And waiting? he's like, "You're embarrassing me in front of my friends," which was a good line. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. And and she's been, he's been going off to quote unquote work. Yeah. Uh, that's really really yeah. Funny. That was that was good, but I didn't have. No. None what of them was your were favorite great. moment? Was there a singular moment? And in, in listen, I know that I feel <laughs> confident there are plenty of listeners here that are appalled that we even watched the yeah. Super Bowl. I uh, will say. Know, I didn't really like I didn't. It wasn't a huge thing. I will say Chris Stapleton knocked it out of the park with the it. national anthem. And so what I was going to say, my one like significant moment, my favorite moment was not just Chris Stapleton ripping at the anthem. And yeah, I that say that good. in the most flattering yeah, way. That was like really he good. just dominated it. It felt so I love um, him because in his in interviews he'll say he's not a great guitar player. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> even liked who was the guy that sang beforehand I have no America idea. the Beautiful. I think it was oh was it Babyface? I was cooking uh, wings, so was, I wasn't. That in was there. powerful. Really, really powerful. Babyface. Yeah, I think so. I mean that's a that's a and he played blast on the from guitar. the past. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I haven't I didn't watch that. It's really cool. Um but uh, my favorite moment was not just the anthem, but was the the look of when they panned over to the Philadelphia Eagles coach. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. And he had tears running down his eyes during the anthem. Listen, I'm not saying that every time you have yeah. the anthem that you, you need to be, like, to the move to the point of tears. But, man, like, it should be stirring to you. Yeah. And that's one of my biggest deals as a parent. Like my boys, like it. Uh, there's some things that I've just said. Like yep. these are things you're gonna know, and but and one of the things like I don't care if you're in the bathroom. Yep. When you hear the anthem, you stop. Yep. And you turn as close well, wherever you feel like you can. You you're gonna give attention to that flag. Well, and it was it was a teachable moment at my house because Gavin was like, "Why is he crying?" And I said, "Buddy, he's a second year coach. He's young. This is the biggest stage of his life." And he's all these emotions are happening. He's standing on that sideline thinking, I cannot believe I'm here. Right. Like, I, I think about, I haven't been anywhere near that kind of level, but you think about those moments that, that everybody has experienced where you have reached a, an accomplishment, and you're like, I cannot believe right. I'm standing in this moment. And in that moment, you saw all over his face, I'm here. And this whether, is the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, and I think it's a combination. Some people say, well, you know, and we don't know. Is he moved? I mean, he may have a, a loved one that's serving, uh, you know, uh, serving abroad right now. You know, I mean, like like defending our, sure. our country. So we, we don't know what what he's moved by. But I, you do like to hope that it's not singularly just moved by this is I arrived. Like you right. hope to think, man, like even I'm here. In this country. Well, the pageantry, doing all that. What, all doing that stuff, what yeah. I'm doing, afforded this opportunity. Yep. Man, I hope that I hope that that's the type of response we have yep. when we hear the anthem. And then, you know, and then you can full circle. I'm sure they were crying. I'm sure he was crying after the game yep. as well because he lost. Yep. And so, Too bad. Uh, till next time, you know, good luck, Eagles. Uh, but the Chiefs... They're the team. They're they're ridiculous. And good luck, <laughs> unidentified flying objects. Yeah, because... that, that didn't show up at the game. Uh, yeah. So maybe next time. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll, you know, who knows? Next week we may be talking about more objects that have been shot down. Maybe one. Maybe we'll get one in Tennessee. You know, maybe we can. I, I hope not. <laughs> we hope not. We don't have any large body of water. Yeah, we can we'll shoot that maybe. thing over. We mean hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. But if we, if it happens, we'll be live. 
from that spot talking about it. We can promise you. But we will come back next week. We'll see you then.